Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The Greenhouse Show on KSL News Radio. It's the KSL Greenhouse Show. We were just talking about movies. I almost said it was the movie show time. No. <laughs> Andy no. would not be happy with me trying to, you know, take over his show. It's a coup. It is the Greenhouse Show, though. Sitting in from Rio Chileos, I'm Dave Meekham. It's fun to be here and with my good friend Ton and, and uh, be able to talk about uh, all the cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, we do need to give Eric a shout out for all the yes. hard work he puts in. Took time to find all the Beach Boys music and run the board, and he keeps us running. This would normally have been his Saturday off, but here he is doing his thing. Yeah, and we should We're say happy to anniversary him to him, too. Yes. Both he and his wife ended up having to work on their anniversary. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Thanks for being here to run the show, though, Eric. We appreciate that. All right, let's uh, let's start off with a text. Huh? All right. In our raspberry patch, can compost be added after the canes are cut down in early winter? What it will it make it difficult for them to come back? So I would compost between the rows up to where the canes grow. If you put compost over that area, just maybe an inch or so and no more so that they can still force their way up through and something that isn't super dense. Yeah, if you put like an inch of fresh grass clippings, by the time they dry, it's going to be thin and pretty much anything can pop yeah. up through that. Yeah, but other than that, up to where they're growing in the row can be composted. And some plants bind weed. We'll have no problem poking up through anything. So Yeah. Here's another one. I have a maple tree, and that are automatically like, uh-oh. On the end of the branches, the leaves are yellow with I, green I say, veins. The answer is always automatic yes. chlorosis. There, is also, there are also brown spots on the leaves. Is this normal? For Utah, yes. Yeah. Is it what it's supposed to be doing? No. It, so many maple varieties just struggle here. They do, and so there's not a lot that can be done now. You, If the tree looks like it's going to die, you can have the trunk injected. There are some companies out there that will do iron injections. But the main solution is to apply iron in early spring, and you have to use the expensive stuff, EDDHA, which is you, the common brand is Miller, Ferroplus. There are some others. The out. chelated iron, yeah. right? And it has to be the expensive chelated iron because there are several out there that are not effective in our soil. So you can't cheap out on this one. You can't. If you're not paying 23 25 like almost full filet mignon prices, <laughs> you've got the wrong iron. Yeah, and boy, I don't want to discourage anybody, but we had a maple tree that we worked with for years in our front yard. And finally, I think it got tired, and then we got tired, and out she came. Yeah. But, but we tried, you know, all of it, and sometimes it's just... They don't respond. I mean, yeah. after trying to apply in the spring, you try it in the fall, and you try this. And, I mean, longer term with these trees, let's say that you are successful. As this tree grows, you've got to use more and more iron. And at 23 25 bucks a can for a tree that's 30 or 40 feet high and wide, you might be spending... If you do it on your own, 125, 150 bucks a year 
on a big tree to keep Getting it. The fire in that and soil. so yeah. at this point, you know, it's you've got to make some decisions on whether you want to do that, and maybe you it's going to be cheaper long term to plant a more adapted tree. What is your take on the foliar applications? It can help sometimes. You'll see little green dots all over the leaves where the iron penetrated into the leaves. And so it can help a little bit. They can try an iron foliar spray. They'd want to do it in the morning or evening. You know, it's not going to harm anything to try that. And that's the, if if you're going to get results, that's almost immediate, right? You'll see it within a week. Yeah. You know, probably a little quicker than you would through the soil. But right now it's not really going to take it up out of the soil. It's not. And I mean, there's some other things they can try for longer term effect. One thing that sometimes people will do is they'll get what's called a bulb auger. And you can hook it onto a good drill. I'm not talking like the Walmart $50 version that will burn the motor. But you want a good heavy-duty drill. And this bulb auger will drill a hole about an inch to an inch and a half wide. And you can go six inches deep. And then they'll spoon some iron chelate in there. But the reason you would do that is you can get some sulfur. So elemental sulfur, granulated sulfur, and mix it one-to-one with a cheaper iron product like ironite and fill up these common or these, these columns with a one-to-one mix of both of them by volume and they'll last for four or five years, but they take, you know, six months to a year to really start making an impact. And so that was the solution before EDDHA iron and it does work. It's just a lot of work. (laughs) So really, I mean, right now, Maybe a foliar application. Other than that, there's really not much. It's too you can hot do, right? that they they won't see an effect. And the reason they won't is the tree's pretty much done growing for the season. There will be a few new leaves, but most of the branch elongation takes play in place in May through mid June. And so you have to get the iron on before then, because the tree and the amount of iron it will uptake after that period of time is very limited. And so even though you apply the iron to the soil, it's not absorbed by the tree. Yeah, the ideal time is is March, April, right? It is. And you don't have to drill those holes. You can actually mix the iron in five-gallon buckets, and it'll tell you, according to the trunk width, how much to use. But you mix it up and then just kind of zigzag underneath the canopy and water it in for 10 minutes. Yeah, so the timing on that one's pretty important. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully that helps you rescue your tree. All right, let's take a call from Jason, who's calling in from Bountiful this morning. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You betcha. How can we help? Well, I got a London plane that we planted uh, in early May. Um, it was we got a three-inch trunk, so it's kind of bigger, but it was it looked real healthy. And then I had an issue with my sprinklers uh, about a week and a half ago. That I just kind of finally figured out what was going on with the filter intake filter was uh, totally clogged up. So all my grass went brown, and this tree is now dropping leaves. Um, bark is peeling. It's still got some green on top, a little bit of leaves. And I'm just wondering if this thing's like beyond, uh, salvage or what? I don't think it is. What I would do is just make sure that it is deep watered. And so there's enough time in the season that it may actually relieve. And so in your area, are you up on the bench? Yeah, like, uh, yes. 
And are you in a really well-drained soil to where water just runs through really fast? Yeah, pretty much. You'll probably want to water it at least three times a week for the rest of the year. And you may build a little bit of a basin around the edge of the root ball and then just fill that up a couple times to make sure the water penetrates in. Now, you don't want to drown it. And if that soil is still moist, you can leave it alone. But in those sharply drained soils, sometimes you need to water those sorts of trees, you know, three times a week, maybe four times a week, if it's really that sharply drained so that the tree has sufficient water. And it'll eventually start to send roots out. I don't think all is lost. Um, Did you purchase a warranty on the tree? No, we did not. Okay. And so you probably will still have some kind of warranty. And if it does die, just get it back before the end of the season to get whatever exchange you can out of it. Okay. So, is the, so you don't, the bark peeling, that's, I mean, it's pretty normal. Totally normal for sycamore. So the yeah. leaves dropping is more the problem. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Okay. So basically just monitor it, make sure that the, the soil is, is damp. Yeah. Yeah, and wherever you bought it from, sometimes if you talk to a nursery manager and just say, hey, I bought it, it's having problems, I would rather leave it in the ground. Will you extend, you know, if it's a half warranty until, say, like June of next year, like June 15th, to see if it will relief? And a lot of times nurseries are willing to do that because they don't want the tree back and they would rather see how things play out because there's a lot of times a good chance it will recover. Okay, cool. Great. That answers my question. Thank you very much. All right. Good luck with it, Jason. Hopefully that works out well for you. All right. Let's chat with Scott, who's on the line from Clinton. Scott, how can we help you out today? Um, We have a new home, um, and on the other side of the fence, our neighbors have willows. Not a willow tree, but the willow bush, I guess you'd call it. And uh, they're coming on our side of the fence, and I was wondering what, what we could do keep them on their side of the fence well i they're and i'm not an attorney legal yeah and so (laughs) you would i mean if it got to that point you would want to contact a real estate attorney or somebody that have handles property (laughs) rights but no can i just dig a trench or something you can dig a trench but you would need something like you can order plastic sheets that snap together from companies like forestry suppliers or you can get corrugated metal like roof metal sometimes on discount if a company has just scraps but it's going to need to go two feet deep at least to keep those roots from penetrating into your yard and even if the property two feet feet, and even at that property line they still will pop up now you know if you were to spray something and it killed the willows on the other side of the property line, you may run into troubles depending on the circumstances. And that's why I'm being cautious. But it's a lot of work. And technically, the neighbors should pay for it because those roots are trespassing into your property. Interesting. It's, these okay, are yeah. not simple situations. They're not. You know, there are some products that if, say, you did put the trench in and that took care of 90% of it, you could go in with a hedge trimmer, a weed whacker, and just cut the sprouts off and then have someone go behind you and immediately spray them all with something like Sucker Stopper. 
which would slow them down even further. But it's uh, it gets quite complicated because of the property rights. And I don't want to get into all the nuances on if it's legal or yeah. not, because I'm not an attorney. Well, I don't, I don't want to kill their, yeah. their uh, willows. I just would like to keep prevent them from. Yeah. And unfortunately, you're not fence. going to be able to totally, but you can slow them down. But it's going to require someone trenching along the fence line and then getting a barrier that's that deep to see if you can two feet, okay. at least two feet, two and a half would be preferable. But like forestry suppliers, I can't remember what they call them, but they do sell some products or you can contact some local roofing companies and see if they have scrab. Okay. Appreciate your help. All right, Scott, no, no easy solution, but hopefully that helps. Maybe the neighbors were listening. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Maybe so. All right. Yeah. I, Clinton is next to a really good place called West Point. So yes, by uh, virtue of being next to it, it's probably pretty good, We, we know you have some yes. affinity for that area. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, clears our phone lines. KSL Talk is the number. If you've got a question, please give us a shout. While the fun, Right now is a great time. The phone lines are open, as I said. And KSL Talk. And uh, you can also text us in at 57500. And we'll be back with more on The Greenhouse Show right after this. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, didn't he write this on the way from the airport or to the airport? No, you're thinking of Fun, Fun, Fun. Fun, Fun, Fun. But this was a song that they did and put out because they used to play at Lagoon all the time. Uh, They would open and close the seasons at Lagoon and sometimes play mid-year. And so that's why they mentioned the uh, Lagoon in the song. song. Well, growing up, I... The generation older than me that were raising kids worked at Lagoon during this period, and one of them, Robert Wardley, worked at Lagoon and played basketball and got in a fight with Dennis Wilson. He says, <laughs> yeah, we quickly apologized, but he says, yeah, I, I got in a fight with Dennis Wilson. Well, have you listened to that song turned up in the background? I don't mean to turn this into a Beach Boys hour, but you can hear him say the number one radio station you know, makes the town really swing. You can actually hear them yell Kanak in the background which was one of the three big AM rock and rollers back in the day. And AM, that was 1280, which is now our station. So I wear this as a badge of pride now. Yeah, it's all good. (laughs) All right, back to the Greenhouse Show. We have a caller waiting, Marvin in West Point. Good morning, Marvin. Good morning. Good morning, Tom. Hi. Hey, Uh, got a question. I I got a pair of crooked willows that lose their leaves about this time every year. Um, 
And then on the flip side of that, every winter they hold on to their lease till January. Is there anything to do about either one of those? So the winter thing, no, not really. Sometimes they have a tendency to do that. Do those branches that hold the leaves sprout new leaves the next year? Well, they they sprout leaves the same year, so it's like okay. they lose all their leaves and give it a couple of weeks, and they they start to grow back. It's it, but okay, but yeah, it it really dumps on the yard this time of year, and and then <laughs> seem to recover every. And every so you're season. seeing a lot of leaf drop right now in the willow. Yes. Okay. So almost completely bald at this point. Yeah, I I was wondering. I if I have one of my best friends growing up was named Marvin Drake from West Point and I was like, ah, oh, Marvin from That's West me, Point. Buddy. Is it? Okay. Your <laughs> voice is a lot deeper than usual. Which I grew up, Tom. You did. It's all good. <laughs> hey, so those willows, <laughs> how often are you watering them? Three days a week, but it's oh. mostly the same kind of lawn, uh, whatever the lawn gets. Are they Can are I you be- where you're living now, is it sandy soil? Um, you know, we're daughter used to have his farm it's it's out there on just off of it's i wouldn't say it's more clayish than it is sandy okay so it's retaining more water than above the bluff so what i would recommend doing is maybe once a week is just running your sprinklers or hose in sprinklers underneath the canopies to drive water 24 inches deep and that should slow it down but it is pretty common Four willows to get some midsummer to late summer leaf drop. Okay. So I got yeah. one of those deep, deep water sticks. Is that would that help too? Or no, I I think that you know if you dug a hole a foot deep and filled it with water, how long would it take the water to drain away? Maybe thirty minutes. So you've got really good drainage, and so. The water will penetrate in fine on its own, and I would just hit it once a week and just water it for an extra hour or so to see if that slows it down. Okay. Nothing to do about the leaves hanging on so long in the uh, in the wintertime, huh? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it might be more a tendency of the tree. And okay. uh, why don't you hang on the line, and I'll have our producer, Michelle, give you my cell phone number off the air. And call okay. me later. So yeah, yeah. Stay on the line, and I'll have Michelle give you my cell phone number, and we'll go from there. Marvin gets extra good All treatment, right. so <laughs> yeah. All right, Marvin. All right. Okay, talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks for your call, Marvin. We've got uh, maybe time for one more. Let's try and squeeze in Harry calling from Taylorsville. Good morning, Harry. Hi. Good morning. What I'm wondering about is I've got a golden rain tree that this year did not flower. And normally what I do is in March, I'll put in the tree stakes around the perimeter of the tree. So I'm, I'm assuming that it just needs fertilized or something. But um, is there something better than the tree stakes to use? Uh, just a general fertilizer. I would rather you use lawn fertilizer at that time because you're getting that fertilizer distributed under most of the root system instead of just this ring. And so the tree is going to be able to utilize that fertilizer a lot more efficiently. But I suspect if it's healthy, I suspect the flower buds may have been nipped by cold weather. 
Okay, because because all the the rain trees in the neighborhood they they flowered out and it, and did really well. And the tr the leaves are a little bit um, they're not dark green. They have yellowish green. I think the lighter green. I I wouldn't okay. say yellowish, but it seems like the tree stakes when I put those in in the spring that helps bring the color back and cause it to flower. Okay. So try a lawn fertilizer even now and see if it greens up. Okay. And then just set your spreader to the regular rate and then just go, whirl, you know, get a whirly gig or a, a broadcast spreader and go under the canopy of the tree one time around and see what it does. It won't cause it to flower, but see okay. if it greens up. Yeah, I'm not expecting it to flower, but I <laughs> want to make sure I do the right things next yeah. year, I guess next spring so that it stays healthy. Okay. It's about 40 years old, so. Okay. Thanks right. for your call. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Harry. And we do need to jump out and take a break here at the top of the hour for news, traffic, and weather. On the other side, we're going to come back and take more of your calls. Joanne's waiting patiently from Oakley, and we'll get to your question about squash and zucchini. Coming up, this is the Greenhouse Show on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.